Helm, set a course. Heading. Engage. Let's fly. We get to do what we love. Woo! We're going again. We get to reach for the best in ourselves. We get to reach for each other. Welcome, everyone, as Fantastic Geek talks the Star Trek universe at San Diego Comic-Con. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Ahoy, Pete. Ahoy, Matt. Ahoy, everybody. Here today to talk to you about the big Star Trek universe panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Which, as we discussed in previous Star Trek podcasts, didn't necessarily include all the Star Trek universe, but we'll get to that in a bit, Pete, as well as talking about Lower Decks Season 3 shortly, uh, particularly as we prep the return of our Lower Decks podcast, uh, and that'll be coming back, of course, in August, which is, uh, as I look at the calendar, closer than you might think. It is, and now that we've finally seen some extended footage of that third season, uh, I know you've been re-watching the first two seasons can't wait to be back on the bridge of the Cerritos. Yeah, it has been such a wonderful rewatch. It's just such a it's such a pleasant show, funny, heartfelt, and so forth. You know, I'm obviously preaching to the 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 ship choir here and all of that, but uh, yeah, it, it's been such a wonderful return uh, in the rewatch, and can't wait for that uh, for that third season to hit. We will be podcasting that first episode of season three on august 27th the series of course returns on august 25th so now's a great time of course to go back uh re-listen to those first two seasons of our lower decks podcast you're up to date with all the the theories and emotions so forth and also pete i know we just in the last couple weeks did our wrap for star trek strange new world season one uh Apparently, it'll be good to be up to date with both Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks moving ahead into the the farther off future. Yes, of course, we'll talk about that contextually within the panel discussion. So, Pete, let's go now uh, through the mirror of reflection to San Diego Comic-Con and outside of the Star Trek Universe panel uh, prior to it. Uh, there was a chat fest between William Shatner and Kevin Smith, uh, where, among other things, Shatner said how unhappy Gene Roddenberry would be with modern Star Trek. He knew Gene for three years, he said, you know, over 50 <laughs> years ago, and how unhappy Gene would be with things. Yeah, I think, number one, um, are there two people I could care less have an opinion about Star Trek? probably the two people you mentioned just there i'll also mention you know gene was so unhappy with classic trek that he barely participated in season three of tos and trek was so unhappy with gene that he was locked out of five of the six classic trek movies uh and that's not even to say how in the making of the next generation pilot co-writer dc fontana was suspicious of gene's motivations and felt that he had swooped away half her writing credit and so forth. So, Pete, the great bird of the galaxy, not always happy with a lot of things. And um, look, it's a great little sizzly quote 
to say how unhappy Gene would be. Uh, Gene's not here, and Star Trek has been under the stewardship of other people for quite some time at this point. And somehow this doesn't come off as sour grapes, given that Shatner's not been asked back. And, uh, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart is finishing a triumphant run uh, of a show that bears his character's name. So read between the lines. Indeed, Pete. Let's go now to Star Trek Picard, uh, which had a teaser trailer, which was certainly an impressive teaser trailer. High on tease, low on sharing, you know, footage and so forth, um, which I think is both good and bad. I, I want my cake and to eat it too, but I, I like what they gave us as a teaser trailer. I was surprised they gave us video when I saw the uh, posters first. I was like, all right, they're going to do character posters. And then that the footage is essentially a live action version of that with a little dialogue um does appropriately what it should uh you know here's who's back here's a look at them uh there's a little misdirection which you know was explicitly stated yet people are in denial of because i can point to a website that says this is this is the way it should be but it's not when someone tells you that it's not but yeah such is disbelief well, well pete do you want to be a bit more specific there what what confusion is there from the the teaser trailer which essentially had delightfully swooshy lit motion <laughs> m- motion posters of the characters as they look kind of emotionally into the camera where where has there been confusion so when the showrunner terry Matalus says directly "Worf is not a captain uh yet there are people pointing to well yes four pips on the poster and in the little video but you were just told he's not a captain like calm down it's not a bad thing he could have a better rank than captain it could be part of holding this back that they told us he's not, he's not, but at least seven of nine has made captain. Yeah. Glad to see her in the Starfleet uniform. Uh, great to see uh, Rafi has made it because Pete, as the trailer talks about the importance of crew, I look, I'm happy to have all these people back. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's going to be a great you know, cap to a, a wonderful Star Trek arc. It's going to mean so much to so many people to have the TNG crew back. But as Admiral Picard talks about the importance of crew, I had to think, hey, season one and two regulars, thanks for working for 20 episodes. You're fired, because guess what? People that are more beloved than you just took your spots. Peace. I don't look at it as fired. I don't think it's disingenuous either. Um, when you look at Allison Pill and the star turn she got in the second season, I, I think she's kind of parlayed that she moved back to New York. Um, it also doesn't rule out that they appear in some point, uh, at some point in some, uh, form. Um, 
but yeah, we we knew we were going with the the next gen cast. What's interesting, Matt, uh, you know, 2023 formally announced here. There was some speculation they could put it out in the fall uh, or early winter. Um, Brent Spiner, who does not. Uh, you know, appear at this panel and doesn't get the poster treatment, but who is in season three, he continues to say February. Uh, But that's kind of suspect given his lack of a spot here. Uh, But he's not the villain. Uh, Yes. The notion of a female villain. um, So I guess, you know, the, is it someone who we know? Is it someone who we don't know? And so forth. Uh, so, Pete, let's let the speculation begin. What what she-villain might it be? Well, I all I can tell you that I know that they stated at the panel is that they took, uh, you know, great inspiration from Khan. Okay, like, so you went to the uh, franchise's greatest villain and said, all right, let's do a female Khan. Uh, okay (laughs) they're not ready to tell us yet um i'm really hopeful it's gonna be uh sila that it's gonna be denise crosby and they just haven't done that yet and it'll be the full-on reunion mat i mean the the only other thing is it could be pulaski (laughs) um she would make quite a villain in that she has spoken at great length about how uh, much she disliked playing Pulaski and disliked her time on the show and and on and on. So that would be a villain of a sort. I'll certainly grant them uh, grant them that. Um, but yeah, I, I think awesome job by this portion of the panel to get us talking about Star Trek Picard. Um, particularly, you know, for me, Pete didn't love season one. Season two was better, but the best part of season two was the Stargazer stuff, the promise of a show that did not then happen for season two. Um, So insofar as I have a little kind of Picard baggage here, it has me excited for Picard season three, which is, it's why they all went to San Diego, right? To get buzz, to get positive buzz, to get people excited and all that. Careful on the positive part, Matt, but, uh, you know, multiple enterprises also uh teased there so interesting that that got floated already yeah i think there's tons of potential for this to be a fantastic season uh i'm i'm grateful that we have until 2023 to speculate and to wait and all of that and uh we'll get there when we get there well pete a much shorter wait is going to be uh when star trek lower decks returns as you said the top uh season three returns on august 25th and uh we've seen some teaser images there was a teaser trailer a while back but the trailer the full kind of season trailer that was dropped there uh, at san diego comic-con and of course on the interwebs and all that it's a fantastic trailer reminding us that this is a show that's about characters, emotion, story, some cameos, some action, some humor. And I'm even more excited for Lower Deck Season 3. It's hard to believe it was, you know, a little almost a year ago uh, 
that season two ended, you know, they've kind of carved out this August, September slot now. And uh, I love that the trailer kind of sets itself up in the advertisement, the posters that they've done. They're doing the third season. It's Star Trek three. It's the search for mom. Yeah. And, you know, I think prior to Lower Decks coming out, okay, it's going to be the Rick and Morty Star Trek, and it's going to be silly jokes and all that. And don't get me wrong, it's a very funny show, but that's built on, that really, really is built on character interaction and character relationships. Um, and maybe that wasn't evident in the first couple episodes of the series because we were still understanding what the relationships were and we had not all gone on adventures together, etc. This being a search for mom and really getting the sense um, that it's going to take multiple episodes for the notion that Captain Freeman was part of the plot to destroy uh, Pac-Led Planet. You know, they're not going to wrap that up in the first episode and then return to normal. At least that's what I'm getting from the trailer. We're going to have multiple episodes dedicated towards the ins and outs, whether it's the stealing of the Cerritos, the search for proof, and all of that. And I really, really welcome that kind of, maybe not a full season arc on it, but I welcome the fact that we're going to have a big arc uh, to to make the, the crew and the ship whole. It's courageous to be sure, and that they would lean as heavily into this idea of imitating the film series as much as they have. I mean, Matt, it gave us a little bit more of the dolphins from uh, cetacean ops seen in the second season. I mean, do we start the campaign now on season four being the one with the whales? I mean, it almost has to be right. There has to be. It's Which right means there. They're going to the go looking for God in season five. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's too perfect. Uh, that it, they've, they've kind of taken a through line from the film series to do that. And then you do all the other, you know, uh, homages and, and in jokes and stuff like that. Like, yeah, the, the series has, has shaped up far than better than anybody expected and, um, you know, for them to load that stuff up and then have the reaction that they have makes what followed even more of a no brainer. Yeah. Uh, they then swapped the stage for the Star Trek Strange New Worlds panel, um, which I guess not much other news came out of it because pretty quickly uh, that's when Lower Decks invaded uh, and the secret was finally out that there was going to be a crossover. Pete, I will quote from StarTrek.com, a crossover, quote, with live action and animated elements, close quote, uh, will be coming to Star Trek Strange New World Season 2, the crossover with Lower Decks in an episode directed by Jonathan Frake. So that's your hat trick there. A little TNG, some Strange New Worlds, and Lower Decks all in one. Announced here by Anson Mount, his great honor to to say this. Um, okay, it it's super curious how they're going to handle it. I think tone is important. Um, you know, it was explicitly stated the live action part 
I've watched what's available. I've not heard the animated aspect that Frakes is the guy attached to this gives me the least amount of doubt. If there's a person that's going to be able to do this, it's him. Um, I'm a little wary of the animated aspect to strange new worlds. Um, you know, you could see a time travel storyline where, um, you know, Mariner and Boimler wind up on Pike's enterprise. Okay. And, and to do them in live action that tracks. All right. You know, are we going to have some kind of like Paula Abdul video, you know, <sighs> where there's some animation and, and some live action that makes me a little wary. I would agree to the point that um, when I read on deadline that quote, and you might say, well, wait, didn't you just cite Star Trek.com? Yes, more of that in a minute. When I went to deadline and, and saw, you know, live action uh, and animated elements, I said, A, sometimes in, in, in the heat of typing quickly in Hall H, mistakes can be made. Um, plus, Pete, you may have heard, just as a quick non-Star Trek tangent here for a second, you may have heard the Deadline's exclusive that Henry Cavill will take the stage <laughs> to announce his return as Superman in Man of Steel 2. Um, Pete, it's, I mean, there's still one day left of SDCC, but that did not happen at the DC uh, panel there. So I said, okay, sometimes mistakes are made. Went to StarTrek.com, realized that Deadline had just simply reposted as an original article, had reposted the press release on Star Trek.com and probably sent through, you know, Paramount Plus press kit, et cetera, et cetera. So Star Trek.com is saying, as of this morning, live action and animated elements. I would agree that would not be my instinct when Tawny Newsom and Jack Quaid both look like Mariner and Boimler, respectively. And whether you want to say, well, the hair is slightly different or, you know, Boimler's hair isn't, Jack Wade's hair isn't purple. Like, if you just want to sit and say, boom, we're taking them as they are. We're going to put them in uniforms. They're going to, oh, it's the time. Here they are. They're here. Like, no one's going to sit and say, but Boimler's hair is not purple. And if we line it up with the Lower Decks episode, like, the, no one's going to care about that. Um, so it will be interesting to see, is it possible the press release is wrong or something? Um, is it a fake out? But I'll, as you said, I will trust the Star Trek Strange New Worlds leadership, Akiva Goldsman, Henry Alonso Myers, and others. I'll trust Mike McMahon from Lower Decks that whatever it is that we're going to get is going to be the best possible crossover that is honest to all the characters and telling the story they want to tell, even if it is like, oh no, Pike has breathed in some dilithium gas. Ooh, he's having strange uh, hallucinations or something like that. Yeah, there's ways to make it work and to not judge it before we've seen it, obviously. Um, you know, Newsom and Quaid explicitly talked about appearing in live action and what that means what Anson Mount said came across more like humor and less like an authentic 
idea about that. And we know the PR people for Star Trek, not the sharpest batlets in the shed. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting, Pete. Even between now and when we preview Lower Decks, is there going to be a clarification? It's like, oh, quick, let's podcast to officially give the update that no, it's all live action. Or Pete, do they need to? Do they need to go with tail between? Did the did the PR people need to go with tail between their legs, a la Paul Wesley? Quick, let's push out a picture. Like, do we get the, you know, Mariner Boimler, uh, Pike onset picture? shared you know on monday um time will tell but these these are great problems to have because even if it is live action and animated elements i'll take that too because these two shows i think are the most similar in terms of having having a uh, having a shared heart and having a shared sense of lightness and heaviness um to be honest pete having just rewatched the lower decks season two you know season ending cliffhanger that that cliffhanger packs more punch than many a next generation to be continued not as good as best of both worlds part one i'll grant you that but oh no there's data in the 1800s and his head or something to be continued <laughs> no i'll take lower deck season two where mom is gone there are no answers end of season fade out fade to black to be continued you know, again, it's about characters and emotion and story more than it is the fact that it's animated or not. They have the right people behind this show. They really do. I think Mike McMahon's done a tremendous job. He's going to be doing Star Trek as long as he wants to do it. This foray into live action, Matt, it's not going to be his last. Um, the whole idea of the panel for Strange New Worlds, though, and to use it as the jumping off point for uh, Lower Decks, this as they just wrapped season two and you got the Kirk actor who's a regular in season two, but you didn't include anything from season two other than this did seem a little spurious. Yeah, it seems like a weird PR move. Here we are back at the PR discussion again. Um, I know on the one hand, fine, you don't want us overly focused on Stranger World Season 2 because it's probably, well, it's maybe not the farthest away since Discovery is just, uh, has just started filming the last month. But, you know, we're probably talking, you know, closer to the Easter Bunny than we are Jack-O-Lanterns or you know, Thanksgiving Turkey or the wintertime holidays and all that. It, it, it's far off in the future when we get uh stranger world season two, but then why have them, why have them sit there and all show up in this, and that, the other, when, you know, it seems like there wasn't any real substantive discussion out of that panel other than lower decks crossover. Well, two uh, live action series said to be in the works. Um, which is interesting and you know, in the works in development, I mean, there's a reason Pete, why things are developed and things are not immediately greenlit into production. That's not to say I'm down on whatever they're working on, but Pete, do you remember the con series, mini series movie, you know, that, that was being worked on 2016, 2017, um, 
could that be one of the two shows? Okay, maybe. But also, I think in the, let's say, in the medium term, <laughs> since, because what, what, that was being made after Discovery. Since then, there's been Short Treks, there's been Picard, Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, and Prodigy. So there's been five shows that have come out since they were started to develop the con miniseries, let's call it. Uh, it may have been developed out of existence. So, you know, we'll see what comes out of it. And they're very smart to say we're holding our, our poker cards close to our vest as opposed to we will exclusively announce today that it's going to be Star Trek con returns and, you know, the Academy or whatever it might be. Section 31. <sighs> Pete, they didn't do Star Trek. Uh, pardon me. They didn't do a first contact day presser this year. Fine. I get it. We're in more normal times. We can do a San Diego that's live and all that. Okay, fine. There was no big news out of first contact day. No section 31 news out of San Diego Comic-Con. Um, as much as Pete, we are in the middle of summer blink and you miss it. Six weeks from now will be Star Trek day. If at that point they have not announced the section 31 show, I think it will have just simply passed on by. And, and that has been what I've been saying for a number of years here as people move on to other things. Um, and honestly, Pete, you know, we'll see what the tone of Discovery Season 5 is. I think that what, what, what Kurt's Trek, what the Brian Singer era of Star Trek thought we wanted in 2015, 2016, which is Star Trek Game of Thrones... Star Trek The Walking Dead, because those were the biggest shows on there. Okay, that was a good starting point. What's some of the most joyous Star Trek being made right now? Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks, which is a different tone. The idea of a Section 31 show, that may have simply uh, toned out, if you will. That may have kind of... Time may have moved on, and people may have reached the conclusion. What people don't want is a dark look at the gray world of wet ops versus wet works or whatever they call it in lower decks versus like no aspirational stuff where you know in season one of strange new worlds eight out of the ten uh missions have positive outcomes hooray we're doing great if only matt they had cameras and or skype or zoom or google meets in toronto <sighs> pete it would have been nice to get some discovery whatever there the flip side is this i you know obviously neither you nor i have you know attended san diego comic-con we're doing this from the safety of our homes in new jersey and all of that can you imagine going to some of these other panels some of the you know that maybe have less razzle dazzle than star trek and marvel and dc and all that can you imagine going to some of these panels and saying yes i'm so excited i love abbott elementary on abc it is so inspiring and funny and wonderful and amazing i'm going to the panel and to find out that the live moderator is going to now do a skype interview with people on the set in los angeles so i think to me that's worse than not having it at all so i will say if you're not going to break quarantine and bring people from an active shoot on discovery in toronto if you're not going to bring them to san diego for whatever reason then don't don't, don't do a discovery panel tough decision but i stand by the decision that they made and i can accept that you know if you're not going to 
use the ways in which we can relay content than not mentioning it at all, as we know they're in production on season five right now. We have been told it is not the final season. Uh, that was news in the last week. So there's that, given the number of times um, Internet observers have canceled that and other Star Trek shows. It's yet another season where they've been wrong. One of these days, Pete, they'll be right and they'll say, look, I was wrong for season one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. But aha, I'm I'm right. Pete, any other Star Trek reflections that you want to share from the news of this weekend? Just the completeness, I think, of the amount of content they have right now. And then we're, we're told there's two more in development. I mean, that tracks with what we've heard. We don't know particulars past that. I'm still hopeful on Section 31, particularly because of the creative team um, and the talent behind it. Uh, I'll, I'll understand and accept if it doesn't happen. Um, but I think this spring, Star Trek got a prominence that of late it really hadn't had. And, you know, if they're going to use Strange New Worlds as a springboard for lower decks with a little more prominence and that people could tear through those and be caught up and and that'll be the thing to watch out for too i think with season three you know do they start to dip into the well of the existing uh more recent star trek you know a, a discovery reference here a uh pike's enterprise you know uh joke there yeah, and certainly the notion that Alex Kurtzman oversees weekly, uh, pardon me, monthly uh, all-hands showrunner uh, meetings, which is to say all the showrunners from all the Star Trek shows meet once a month to discuss particulars and to make sure they're, A, not, not getting in each other's way, and B, when there are opportunities for coordination, whatever that might look like, uh, that they're doing it. So, Pete... I don't know what Gene would think, but I know that the average Star Trek fan right now is living in a golden age of great content, different kinds of content, and it's just a really, really wonderful time to be enjoying all this Star Trek. We've just had tantamount to nine consecutive months of Star Trek content. That's never happened before for anybody to speculate this is not on firm super healthy ground uh and the people that created it that died 30 years ago are unhappy somewhere I, again I, I think you need to take a look in the mirror and talk about why you're upset you're not involved with it pete luckily involved with us are those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek making sure that wherever we go in the star trek universe timeline wherever we go there we are everybody who contributes to patreon.com slash fantastic geek gets access to exclusive podcast content check in the next couple days or so exactly what appears on there uh it takes just a dollar a month 
to get you behind that door. If you can't contribute right now, completely understand, but you could help us just as much by going to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review to any of our 30, very soon to be 32 podcast feeds, what with She-Hulk Attorney at Law and the Andor Star Wars show, both coming soon. Pete, though we might not be talking Star Trek for the next couple of weeks how can people be in touch with you because you never know when there's gonna be new star trek news to chew over you can find me on twitter at peter p-i-e-t-e-r-j-k-e-t-e-l-a-a-r 12,654 followers can't be wrong and while i'm personally on twitter is looking back lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantastic.com check us out on twitter instagram and gmail where we are fantastic as well but wait pete there's more Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with the PH, all one word, like it today. Looking forward to doing a proper preview for Lower Deck Season 3 early in August, and of course, diving into weekly Lower Decks episodes at the end of August. For now, though, Pete, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. Bye.